Telltale Pod Production. Charlie Changes Into a Chicken by Sam Copeland and illustrated by Sarah Horn. Chapter 1 This is Charles McGuffin. It isn't actually him, it's just a picture of him, of course. If you hadn't figured that out, this book will be way too difficult for you, and you should probably go and read... The really simple book of dead easy stories for total numpty heads. Instead, Charles McGuffin was just like you and me. Well, he wasn't like me because I'm big and hairy. And Charles is small and pretty smooth. So he's just like you. Except he has a you-know-what guessing that many of you reading this don't have a you-know-what. So, Charles is like some of you, except for one majorly huge massive difference. He can change into animals. As in, one minute he's a normal boy, the next minute he's a wolf or an armadillo. Or a danger noodle, which everyone knows is the actual scientific name for a snake. Okay, so that probably means Charles is absolutely nothing like any of you because nobody else can change into animals. I think it's probably best we start this book again, don't you? Just pretend you didn't read this bit. Okay. Chapter 1 again. This is Charles McGuffin. It isn't actually him, it's just a picture of him, of course. Charles McGuffin is absolutely nothing like you or me. He is totally, completely different. Charles is unique because Charles can transform into animals, like danger noodles. Now, Charlie. Although he's called Charles, everybody calls him Charlie for short, which is pretty silly because Charlie actually has the same number of letters as Charles. P.S. This is called a footnote. It's called a footnote because when a clever person from ancient Greece thought of something really important and absolutely had to write it down so they didn't forget it but didn't have any paper to write it on, they used to write it 
on their foot. You know what? I'm not too sure about that fact. Don't trust me on that one. Now, Charlie was a pretty normal boy until about three weeks after his ninth birthday. He had just come back from visiting his older brother, Smooth Move, at the hospital for the zillionth time. Smooth Move was quite ill and had been in hospital for ages and ages. This was really annoying because Charlie was convinced he could now beat his brother at FIFA on the PS4 and wanted to prove it. Also, the den in the garden needed mending and Charlie couldn't do it by himself. And sometimes Charlie just wanted his brother back so he had someone to play hide-and-seek with. Playing hide-and-seek by yourself isn't much fun. Charlie had tried. If you're very clever, you might have guessed that Charlie's brother isn't actually called Smooth Move. But woe betide! Well spotted. It's another footnote. You're probably wondering what woe betide means. Well, only parents and teachers are allowed to say woe betide you. It's the law. But if you want some fun, next time a teacher or parent says woe betide you, ask them what it means. What it means exactly. You will probably see steam coming out of their ears and you will get into more trouble. But it will be worth it. But woe betide you if you were to call him anything else. Charlie's brother's actual name was Henry, but after a lifetime of being called Horrid Henry, he would punch anybody right on the nose if they called him by his real name. He was 12 years old, sick of hospital, and could still easily beat Charlie at FIFA, no matter what Charlie said. And he might have a girlfriend but he would punch you on the nose if you said smooth move has a girlfriend in fact you'd do well to come away from any conversation with charlie's brother without getting punched on the nose for one reason or another as soon as charlie and his mum and dad got home from visiting smooth move charlie ran straight upstairs to his bedroom he dived into his bed under his duvet and tried not to think about the big scan that his brother had just been telling him about. After a while, he wiped his eyes and propped the duvet up with a tennis racket to turn his bed into a tent. Once the tent was ready and stopped collapsing, he switched on his torch and began reading his favourite book. Charlie's favourite book was about volcanoes. It had pictures of massive explosions and orangey-red lava, and he liked to imagine he was escaping certain death by sliding down the volcano, surfing lava and dodging explosions. The sound of his parents arguing downstairs rumbled through the house, low like thunder. Charlie closed his book. He couldn't concentrate. Darkness had fallen outside and the street light outside Charlie's window was making uncanny shadows on his bedroom wall. The silhouettes of the tree branches looked a little too much like long, clutching witch's fingers for Charlie's liking. So, quick as a flash, he sprang out of bed and pulled his curtains together. 
It was there and then that it first happened. It began with a twitching in his eye. Charlie froze to the spot, feeling his eyelid blink manically. His eye had twitched before, when he'd been tired, but this felt different somehow. It felt like somebody had just plugged him into a wall socket. The twitching spread to his other eye, and both eyes were blinking and twitching. A feeling burst through the whole of his body, like he'd just been shot through an electrical wire, and he was the electricity. Every part of his body fizzed and hummed. The fizzing and humming became stronger until he felt he was on fire. But a fire inside a never-ending tube, squeezed and vibrating. His skin felt extraordinary, alive. He looked at his arm and, with some considerable alarm, saw that hair was sprouting from every part of his skin. Weirdly, the room was growing larger too. But no, Charlie realised the room wasn't growing larger. It was him who was shrinking. Smaller and smaller, he shrank, the room growing ever larger around him. And his body, Charlie hardly dared look, his body was transforming completely. Extra legs were growing out of him, which is every bit as gross as you could imagine. And finally, he felt new eyes emerging out of his head, which was possibly even grosser than the new legs. Charlie recognised almost immediately that he was turning into a spider. And how did Charlie know this? He looked at the evidence. Evidence one. Charlie was now tiny. Admittedly, he hadn't been that huge before he changed, but he could see a dried apricot under his bed that he'd been saving for a rainy day. And he was now about the same size as the apricot. And normal nine-year-old boys usually aren't the size of dried apricots. Evidence two. Charlie counted his legs. And he had eight of them, which is about six too many for a human, and just the right number for a spider. Evidence three. He was now completely covered in short brown hair. Now, being covered in hair didn't necessarily stop someone from being human. Take Charlie's Uncle Pete, for instance. Uncle Pete had taken Charlie swimming once, and when he took off his T-shirt, he had a back so covered in thick, tufty hair that a gorilla would have been jealous. All the other children had stopped and stared, wide eyes and jaws agape, as Uncle Pete stepped into the pool, back hair fluttering in the breeze. Charlie had tried to forget this ever happened, but the more he tried to forget Uncle Pete's hairy back, the more it stayed in his brain, because brains are annoying like that. Evidence for Charlie was able to look nearly all the way behind himself, without even turning round. He reached up with one of his new long spindly black legs and carefully counted his eyes. 
There were eight. Eight legs. Eight eyes. Very suspicious. So Charlie looked at all the suspicious evidence and added, small plus hairy plus eight spindly black legs plus eight eyes together and got spider as the answer because it is a well-known fact that spiders are hairy and have eight legs and eight eyes. It is a less well-known fact that spiders also have eight bums. If you are very clever, you will have realised that this is not actually a fact. It is actually completely untrue. Spiders only have one bum, for which they are very grateful. However, if everybody reading this can convince as many other people as they can that spiders do have eight bums, then that would be awesome and the world would be a better place. So, if you have younger brothers and sisters, start by getting them to believe that spiders have eight bums. Which is both disgusting and messy and also costs spiders loads of money in toilet roll. Charlie sat on the floor and considered his predicament. He had turned into a spider and he had no idea how to spider. He'd had lots of practice being a boy, but zero practice spidering. After a short while just sitting there being a spider, Charlie came up with a plan. The plan had... Two simple steps. They were Step one, panic! Step two, shout to his mum to come to help. He successfully carried out the first step of his plan. This mostly involved flapping his spindly legs in the air. After he'd panicked for an appropriate length of time, Charlie attempted to carry out step two. Step two was unsuccessful. And why was step two unsuccessful? Have you ever heard a spider shout? No! Of course you haven't! Because spiders can't shout! Spiders can't mutter, whisper, talk, chat, gossip, jibber-jabber or yodel in any way. And they definitely can't shout for help. After a few seconds of silent shouting and furious leg-waving, Spider Charlie sat on the floor next to the fluff-covered apricot and realised that step two of his plan was just not going to work. So he decided to go back and repeat step one. it, Spider Charlie, Charlie thought after a few minutes of spider panicking. There's no point in panicking. Things are going to get better because they can't get any worse than they are right now. Charlie had never been more wrong about anything in his life. Things were about to get a whole lot worse.
Any minute now, it'll be absolutely fine. Everything will be back to normal, Charlie thought to himself, wrongishly. You see, Charlie is what's known as an optimist. That means he looks on the bright sides of things and always expects the best out of life. This is, ordinarily, the best way to be. But perhaps being an optimist is not the best way to be when you have just changed into a spider. Then perhaps it's best if you become something of a pessimist. A pessimist is the opposite of an optimist. Pessimists always expect the worst to happen, such as Number one, my football team will lose 4-0 and I will score four own goals. Number two, I will absolutely fail my spalling test on Friday. Number three, after suddenly turning into a spider, things will not suddenly become better, but in fact, they will become much worse because the family cat, a big ginger tom called Chairman Meow, will come into the bedroom and try to eat me. But Charlie was not a pessimist. He was an optimist. He was slowly calming down and panicking less because he was thinking positive thoughts. This was a very bad idea because edging through the bedroom doorway was a fat, furry ginger cat called Chairman Meow. And Chairman Meow liked to eat spiders. And Charlie was a spider. You see where this is going? Finally, so could Charlie. He froze in terror. Chairman Meow's eyes glinted in the dark. Charlie spider gulped. Chairman Meow lay flat, haunches in the air, ears pricked. Charlie accidentally let out an itsy-weensy teeny-weeny little terrified spider fart. Another footnote. I promise you, though, this one's interesting. Most animals do fart. Real scientists actually got paid actual money to make a list of animals that fart and animals that don't. That would be one seriously stinky laboratory. I bet they went home smelling of rhino farts and no one wanted to stand next to them on the train. The scientists discovered that goats and baboons and whales, can't you imagine that blast, do fart. Whereas birds, crabs and oysters don't. And do you know what? Scientists don't know if spiders fart. Well, I think Charlie has just proven here conclusively that spiders do fart. You can thank us later, science. <sniffs> Chairman Meow wiggled his furry bum, getting ready to pounce. Time seemed to stretch like a rubber band. Then it snapped. Charlie sprang into action. He skittered under his bed as fast as his eight legs could carry him. Chairman Meow leapt after him. Charlie ran as far and as fast as he could. Chairman Meow couldn't quite reach Charlie, but began to swipe at him with his fat ginger paws. Charlie ducked and ran and jumped past the jabbing claws. He reached the corner of his room under his bed, 
cowering among old lollipop sticks and dusty match-tax cards, a rotten apple core and a dead snail that he'd kept as a pet until it had escaped, and at least now he knew where it had ended up. The swinging, swiping claws were getting nearer. Charlie had to think, and think fast. And then he realised he would have to spider his way out of the situation. He put one spindly foot against the wall, and then another, and another, and another. And, uh, well, you get the idea. He placed all eight of his feet on the wall, and then he began walking up the wall. Now, this probably feels pretty normal to spiders, but Charlie did not feel it was in the least bit normal. Quite the opposite. In fact, as he climbed up the wall, Charlie would have been screaming at the top of his lungs, if spiders could scream, which, as we already know, they can't. Spiders might not be able to scream, but they are able to see backwards. And this suddenly became a very useful, actual, life-saving ability. Because Charlie saw behind him that Charman Meow had spotted him. He could feel the cat thudding across the floor towards him through the vibrations in his spider feet. Charlie ran faster. Chairman Meow pounced high, stretching to get Charlie. He just missed. Charlie ran as fast as he could up to the top of the wall and stood on the ceiling just above the wardrobe. He stood, spider still, upside down, utterly terrified, as Meow prowled menacingly below him. Now, this is as bad as it gets, thought Charlie. It can't get any worse. It definitely has to get better from here. Charlie had still not learned his optimism-pessimism lesson. In two swift, lithe leaps, Chairman Meow sprang first onto the bed and then onto the top of the wardrobe. Without warning, Charlie was trapped upside down in the corner of his bedroom, looking down at his pet cat, who was now inches away from eating him. At no point had Charlie ever imagined that this would be how he would die. Turned into a spider and then munched by a furry ginger cat. Life's funny like that. This was it. The end. Game over. And there would be no starting at the level again. The cat pounced, jaws wide. Without knowing what he was doing, Charlie jumped, and as he did, something weird shot out of one of his eight bums. Remember, eight bums, keep the lie going. Let's make it happen. And he hit the ceiling behind him. A long silver rope. Technically, spiders don't actually shoot webs out of their bums. They come out of tiny holes called spigots. Spigots are actually a bit like tiny bum holes, but instead of poo, they shoot out spider silk, which is pretty awesome when you think about it. Now, 
Remember the word spigots because one day in 25 years' time it'll be a crossword clue or a question in a quiz and everyone will think you are very clever for knowing it. Spigots will also be a very useful word to know for a game called Scrabble. Spider Silk Now, Charlie was only nine years old but he knew, deep, deep down, he just knew, with wisdom beyond his years, that this would be the single weirdest, freakiest, most loopy, freaky bananas moment of his life. And as Charlie soared through the air, swinging on his butt rope, Chairman Meow, watching wide-eyed and open-jawed, Charlie felt the electricity shoot through his body again, like he was being blasted up to a satellite and down into a mobile phone. He felt squashed and squeezed and pulled and stretched until he was huge, vast, the size of a boy again, and he could see his own legs back and his own arms, and he fell, fell, and finally crashed onto his bed. Charlie was no longer a spider. He was back to being a normal boy. He lay there, panting, staring at Chairman Meow, who still sat on top of the wardrobe, looking down at Charlie with as much disbelief as a cat can muster. Charlie's bedroom door suddenly burst open. It was his mother, and she looked furious. Charles McGuffin, do not jump on your bed! I've told you before, you will break it! But Mum, don't but Mummy! If you break it, then you'll have to sleep on the floor because we can't afford to buy you a new one. Honestly, it sounded like you were crashing through the ceiling. But Mum, I was a spider. Spiders don't crash around like parachuting elephants. But I changed back into me. Chairman Meow was about to eat me and I jumped out of the way and then I was flying through the air. I changed back into a boy and my bum silk snapped and I crashed on the bed. Your bum what? Actually, never mind. I don't want to know. Just next time, try and land more gently. And Chairman Meow, do not ever try to eat Jolly again. To be fair to Chairman Meow, he did look a little shamefaced. You don't even believe me, do you? That I turned into a spider. Charlie eyed his mum with a little hurt expression. It wasn't just imagination, you know. It really happened. Of course I believe you. She didn't. Charlie could tell by her voice and that little smile hiding at the corner of her mouth that she didn't really think he'd actually turned into a spider, but that he was just playing a game. Now, Spider-Man, Charlie's mum continued. Can you crawl downstairs for your dinner? Charlie couldn't help but smile back. Yeah, what is it? Flies! Charlie's mum winked at him, and Charlie laughed, a lovely warm feeling spreading in his belly. He bolted down the stairs, only now realising how starving hungry he was. Nearly getting eaten alive certainly gave you an appetite. And anyway... Charlie's mum said as they sat down at the table. Didn't you say you wanted to be a web designer when you're older? Mum!
That was another Tell a Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share, and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com. And if you really like the podcast, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash tellatalepod.com.